Welcome back to Health is Power. This is Kate Larson here to hopefully help all of us think about and practice ways to be healthy in our lives and love the people who are special to us. A couple of weeks ago, we did something different. I was talking about Axel and telling a story about some things that are really true for a lot of adolescents in our country and around the world. I wanted to share this time a story from the perspective of Axel's father, Marcus. So let me tell you the story. Marcus writes a letter to his son. Dear Axel, I know you're going through a hard time. Everything you thought you knew about yourself is changing before your eyes. Your friendships, relationships with us, with family, interests, your needs, your desires. It's all so cloudy. Who am I now? You ask yourself constantly. You're uncertain where you stand on many issues. You swing wildly between two extremes. You're clinging to your fleeting childhood and growing up so fast so you can do whatever the heck you want. Please know I am doing my very best. Parenting a teenager is the hardest, loneliest, most emotionally trying phase I've ever experienced as a father. And by far, it puts the biggest strain on my relationship with my wife and our family as a whole. I worry about you all of the time. Hey, don't roll your eyes. It's true. You have so much potential, Axel. Keep working hard. You make us all so proud, you know? I love you fiercely, Dad. This is Marcus now. I lie uncomfortably in bed. My back is sweaty. I feel so out of shape and weak. What did I read about stomach fat and heart attacks? I'm not sure. I'm riding the what if carousel round and round. The same thoughts ruminate most nights. Are my kids okay? Am I a good role model to my son? Will my kids get into college and make a living? Will our planet be okay? Are we all healthy? Are we going to be okay financially? It's overwhelming, right? I haven't exercised in days. My friends getting divorced. People are not getting along. Round we go. Eventually, I drop off to sleep. What is the world that lies ahead for my kids? I so want them to know their own strength. I seem to have stumbled into the worst model of parenting imaginable. I feel like I'm always present physically Yet I feel like I'm blocking my son Axel's independence. Only sometimes am I really there emotionally. I'm distracted. And as a result, we're all talking less than we used to. But everything seems fine. We're all great. Because if we're not, I guess I'll have failed, won't I? If we're broken, I will have failed, won't I? I used to love dinner time. All of us around the table, phone-free. I don't know how it happened. Phone's got a seat at the table and I'm guilty of it. I'm available to anyone at any time who needs me. My parents, Roxanne, work, friends. I'm kind of stuck in a digital equivalent of the spin cycle. I read somewhere that it's called technoference. If we can get a grip on our distractions, maybe we can do more for our children simply by doing less. 
put down the damn phone. I really struggle with it. I wish Axel could see how wonderful the world can be. I remember when I was young, the world was a playground, spilling over with opportunity and wonder. He's missing feeling that, and I so want him to have that too. Okay, story time is over. But I'm wondering, are you Marcus? Do you know Marcus? Can you relate to any of the pieces of that story? What do you feel like you can do right now to make somebody feel cared for, to build more warmth and connection in your home if you are relating to some of this? And think about your stress. Who has your back? What brings you joy? And how can I, how can we help you? With the practice of life, we are paying really close attention to what parents and teens are experiencing and feeling. Isolating years, tough years, you all need help. I want to share some insights that were shared in a survey that we did, I think are are pretty important. So we learned that parents are looking for deep activation. They really want that deep connection in their homes, quality communication, harmonious routines. We heard from young people that they are really talking about the effect that agitated communication has on them, yelling, anger. They say they need unconditional support and the space to be me. I mean, how incredible that we had many young people saying the same thing and that they actually know what they need. That's beautiful. We just need to give it to them, right? So the questions that come up for me, what is the home environment that places value on nurturing and personal sustainability? What are the ingredients particular to you and the signals for warmth and connection? How can we be role models for kindness, acceptance, self-care? And if communication is needed, what are the questions and practices that might just crack that door open? I believe it starts with being seen, increasing that tenderness and care, and really creating some security with this unconditional love that teens are asking for. Connection is fundamental. It is foundational to thrive in the world. And it's the building block for each person valuing themselves. I think it's important to remember, you wanna be connected, Teens do too, even though they don't always seem like they do. So some tips. Teenagers need a sounding board. And when they bring problems our way, it's best to start by assuming that they're not inviting your suggestions, or at least not yet. So just let them vent. Number two, they will have fluctuating emotions and overreact to problems at times. They really need empathy not criticism in those moments. Send the powerful message that you're going to stick with them even when they're maybe being unreasonable or aren't in complete control. They just need that empathy. Next, rather than trying to solve their problems, see if you can shift towards giving reassurance that they can handle whatever life throws at them. They feel vulnerable right? Like we feel vulnerable. Think about an adolescent. And especially when they're opening up about something, reassurance, right? You got this, you can do this. Another thing that I really try to pay attention to in my home is this idea of I'm really good at offering this well-intentioned guidance, right? 
And it often ends up landing on their ears as criticism and lectures, even in outright attack. I don't mean it that way, but that's how it's landing. Ask your teenager if they want help instead of just assuming that they do. And then in the end, more often than not, just that ear, empathy, encouragement, that's all they truly want. And that's going to make the connection happen. Displaying that respect and love, don't turn away from them when it's hard, turn towards them. That can make a huge, huge difference in how things are feeling at home. Those practices give you some ideas. People who feel alone are going to have difficulty thriving and they are going to be less able to navigate the complexities of their own feelings and how they relate to others, which means they will be less able to ride the inevitable waves that life brings us. Young people whose need for adoration is not met will grow up to have lower self-worth and greater insecurity. And that will result in often less successful relationships and poorer health outcomes. But if we can support them and they can heal that rupture between their self and the world, their self and others, then they begin to feel their place in the world and they have the opportunity to grow love in their hearts. I said this about Axel and I wanna say it about Marcus because it's all about the whole family unit. Right now is the time to invest and nurture our people, our own families, which will enrich and sustain all the generations to come. Be gentle to each other, keep trying to see things through another's eyes and do our best not to badger the ones that we love. You've got this. You have the love in your heart, carry it forward, and I will see you on the flip side.